Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I am your host for a program devoted to identifying strategies and suggestions to help small business managers increase profits, add sales, better manage cash flow, improve employee management, and streamline operations. Our guests are other entrepreneurs and experts offering their solutions to the problems and opportunities facing small business leaders. Our aim in each program is to provide one or two thought-provoking ideas or suggestions. So follow us on Twitter at hashtag 2SBDigest or at our website at www.smallbusinessdigest.net. You know, this is the end of the first month of 2016. Uh, there's a lot of questions open. We have a presidential race. But uh, across my desk yesterday came a very interesting new study uh, about small business optimism in, in 2016. And to explain what, what ha- it's all about, we're fortunate enough to have Kim Keller, who, who's... Um, uh, and uh, I love the fact that she put this first, adjunct public relations professor at the University of Memphis and content ma- marketing specialist for WASP Barcode Technology. Kim, welcome to the program. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here and, and help out your listeners today. Well, Kim, as we always ask all of our presenters, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself personally before we get into anything else. All right. Well, first of all, I'm a big proponent of small businesses. Um, as you might not know, Wasp Barcode itself is a small business, and uh, I do the marketing. I help coordinate the marketing programs over there. But um, I came into this field actually through public relations. I've got about 20 years of PR and media experience. And I also uh, loved it so much and just had a heart for young people that I've also taught it at the university level and done some corporate training, helping people with things like marketing communications, um, you know, just helping them identify their audiences and the best way to reach them. And that's really been a passion of mine is just helping people build those relationships and using the different marketing and PR and just personal tools to get them there. Well, that's that's great news. But uh, and you're 20 years in PR. Um, where were you before uh, a WASP? I've spent time. I've worked with Federal Express uh, for several years. I was in their international PR and community relations department. I uh, worked in their sales and marketing communications. Did a little bit of stint uh, working for the federal government, doing some PR work. Uh, did some time working with a did some time. No, it's not a prison sentence. Worked for a nonprofit organization, helping them out with fundraising and development. And then also before WASP, I did a lot of freelancing work, um, just helping entrepreneurs, get, you know, launching their businesses, helping them set up websites and things like that, and also just using some of the old school marketing tools to get them off the ground. Well, that's really great. Now, Kim, tell us a little about a little bit about this uh, study that WASP just completed. 
Sure. Well, what we did, this is called, it's the 2016 State of Small Business Report, and this is the second year that WASP had, has done this. It was originally done because when the company was looking to benchmark, you know, the type of information that they wanted just wasn't out there. You could find anecdotes and you could find, you know, real basic information. All these small business surveys would ask these real general questions, and WASP wanted something a little meatier, something that they could that would really speak to their customers that they can use and they can share. And uh, I want to let your listeners know that they can get a copy of this report if they go to our website, which is WASP, like the B, like the B, wasparcode.com uh, backslash SMB report. And so they, they did this survey because they wanted to find out really, you know, what was going on with small businesses. And so the survey itself looked at things um, in the last two years we've looked at, you know, what small businesses think about the economy, what challenges they're facing, how there are different marketing tactics that they're using. Uh, we also look at their use of information technology. And this year we also added some questions about their perceptions about the government. Now, when we did the survey this year, we expected – maybe a little bit of change between 2015 and 2016, and the results kind of surprised us a little bit because I think all of us are so used to hearing, you know, when we hear the politicians and the media pundits talking about small business, we're not getting the full picture from them. And I think this data really gives us a better picture. Um, what we discovered with this survey, uh, we conducted this in late December, uh, there were 1,102 small business owners and executives that took the survey. So these are the people that are in the trenches, that are living this stuff every day. And uh, you know, some of the, the interesting things that we discovered, um, for example, the top challenges that they identify that they're going to be facing this year, without a doubt, hiring is, is a major challenge. And nearly all of them said that was their number one challenge. And yet, you know, we hear the pundits and we hear media talking about how unemployment is going down, but small businesses are saying, hey, we're having a hard time finding people and hiring people to do these jobs. The other thing that they're facing well, is... Can I interrupt you right there and ask a question? Sure, Don. Is it, is it difficult finding people or finding qualified people? Well, what they're saying, there was a recent report in November 2015 from the NFIB that said that 85% of them say they can't find qualified people. Now, there can be different, you know, ex why is that happening? We're not sure. You know, we have record, despite what the government figures are saying, I mean, we still have thousands of people that want to be in the workforce that can't find jobs. And, uh, you know, we hear that small businesses can't afford to hire the people that have the skills that they need. You know, we're, we don't have the salaries. We don't have the money for salaries. We can't offer the benefits. Um, you know, small businesses are saying, look, you know, the skill sets aren't there. But it might be time that we start looking at people and saying, okay, well, if the skill sets aren't there, can we develop them? Because the longer you go with these unfilled positions, the harder it is to serve your customers. So, you know, we, we see that coming up, um, you know, but also when they talked about their other challenges, the, the second overall for small businesses, and when I'm talking about small businesses, Don, 
our survey was based on companies, business owners that had five to 499 employees. Nearly the second big one that popped up was profit. You know, they have to start, their challenge was being profitable this year. And we've had a down economy for several years. And, you know, they're really working on that profit and that revenue generation. But here's, here's the cool thing, Don. They also mentioned employee health care being a challenge. Now, in 2015, this was, this was not ranked as a challenge for many of them on our survey. But between 2015 and 2016, it jumped 14% of small businesses saying this is a major challenge. And when we look at the data and we break it down by company size, the number one challenge for businesses with more than 100 employees is employee health care. They're a year into the Affordable Care Act mandates. This year, in 2016, employers with 50 or more are just starting to experience this. But small businesses get hit with this whammy that, okay, number one, you know, you've got to meet the ACA mandates. But then on the other front, private insurers, the, the premium rates and the deductible rates have skyrocketed. And small business owners that want to do the right things by their employees are now having to deal with this. You know, this is something that they didn't expect, so it's become a major challenge. And, you know, talking with small business owners and accountants and such, we've got a story coming out soon um, that we've submitted for a publication that, you know, when they talk about the impact of the Affordable Care Act, not only is this a challenge for them financially and time-wise, but it's dotting every I and crossing every T with the government, which is taking unbelievable amounts of time for these people to, you know, who's eligible, who's not eligible, you know, have we submitted all the paperwork? So, you know, that jumped up as a challenge. And, uh, you know, it was, it's really interesting to see that because all of a sudden we have this, this government initiative that's become a major challenge for small businesses. So, you know, we have this look that came up in the survey. Um, you know, we asked about, hey, what's your confidence in the economy? And by and large, people are losing confidence in the economy. Um, you know, I, we've been under this situation for years, and again, we have these pundits and these other studies saying, oh, confidence is up. But what small business owners have told us is like, no, it's actually not up. In fact, we're starting to lose a little confidence in this. Um, the survey also looked at growth. And here's the interesting part, Don, is that people are saying, you know, we're not happy with the economy, we're not confident, but virtually we had 71% of small businesses say they're expecting growth in revenue this year. And that's a major step up from 2015. So, I mean, they have this okay. optimism for growth. Can I, you know, that's a... Uh, small business owners and leaders, uh, you know, they don't mind jumping off the cliff because they expect somebody to build a sw swimming pool before they land. We're an entirely optimistic bunch. And, you know, it's when we, when we ask them, okay, well, how much growth are you expecting? Most of them said generally between 1% and 4%. So, I mean, it's not this meteoric growth that, that small businesses and that we're expecting. It's that, okay, we're expecting to grow, you know, a little bit. But, hey, growth is better than going backwards. Um, so, you know, that, that was really interesting to see that. 
that they really are expecting to grow a little bit more in in light of these major challenges. Kim, um, you know, may I interrupt yeah. you? I just got an email across my desk. Go slower. You're saying so much um, that the, the people want. You've got plenty of time. You've got as much time as you want on this program. So uh, she uh, she said, "Great information. Please go slower." Okay, I got you. I'm just excited about this topic. Uh, so, well, you should be because you're saying a lot of good things. <laughs> I will definitely slow things down. So we had the, the survey looked at these elements again. You know, we we looked at the economy. Small businesses are saying, "Yeah, we're not so confident in the economy anymore." That strip dropped a little bit. They've identified their challenges: hiring, uh, increasing profit, employee health care are their top challenges. They are expecting growth. Most of them are looking, you know, like I said, 1% to 4%. Now, this year we did something a little bit different. We wanted to survey their opinions on government involvement. And, you know, that's a hot topic for a lot of small business owners. And we asked them the question, you know, do you feel that the government does enough to support U.S. small businesses? Only 24% said yes. And we have an overwhelming number. We had 50% say no, and then we had 10% say, I don't want the government involved in my business at all. And it's interesting when we talk to the small businesses and when we talk to the accountants and such, I think the feedback, you know, why they're so frustrated with government and the lack of government support is just because there is so much uncertainty out there. And, you know, like I mentioned, we have these issues with the Affordable Care Act that have ratcheted up, you know, just complying with the Affordable Care Act. People have had to hire compliance officers when they really need another welder. And uh, so, you know, we have this feedback with government. And then, I don't know, Don, have you seen the latest figures on how many regulations the government puts out every year? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I hope think you didn't have. I, I know it's a lot. This. It is uh it is roughly 8,000 new regs a year. That's a year and and as a small business owner trying to keep up with all of these regulations can be mind-boggling. So, you know, they they have this opinion like, you know what, government, you're not doing enough to support us. And yet the White House has all these initiatives saying, you know, we support U.S. small businesses. And I think, I think small businesses are saying, well, then if you support us, let us do our work. You know, let us serve customers. Let us help our communities and, you know, kind of dial back on the regulations a little bit. But the other question we asked about the government was, you know, we're having an election year this year, and right now we have Democrats and Republicans kind of duking it out to see who's going to represent their parties. We asked them what type of impact do they think it would have on their business's growth if a Republican won the White House in 2016, and we asked them that same question about if a Democrat won the White House, and the small business owners, while a lot of them said it's not going to make any difference at all, they were much more optimistic about a Republican win in 2016 than a Democratic win. As a matter of fact, they said that their businesses would do worse 
if a Democratic were to win, a Democrat versus a Republican win. So, you know, I don't know if it's indicative of, you know, how people are feeling about party politics right now, but I think small business owners want to change in how their how their businesses are being regulated and what they're facing. So, you know, I mean, so we get into the conference, this, you know, you never talk about religion or politics, and we dove right into politics with this survey. We're not getting into the religious side of it. But, Don, also, we did a big section on marketing, and we were asking a lot of questions about small business marketing. What are you using? What's working? What's not working? We found out that most small businesses have very, very small marketing budgets. And it's interesting because, as, as you know, sometimes you have to invest money to make money, and you have to you know, bring your customers to you. Well, that's where marketing comes in. And most of the small businesses are spending less than 6% of their revenue on marketing. And there's, um, you know, if you look at the Small Business Administration, what they recommend is that you spend about 7 to 8% of your budget, your, your revenues, on marketing. And that's going to be even higher if you're relatively new in business because you've got to bring those customers to you. So, you know, we're hoping that this report will encourage people to invest a little bit more. You know, put yourself out there and let people know that you're out there and that you're ready for customers. The other interesting uh-huh. study is... I'm Let sorry, me ahead, uh, ask you a question, Kim. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did you do anything on PR? We did ask some some PR questions that were tied to it. What type of what type of questions do you have for me? Maybe I can help you with that. Well, um, there seems to be a discussion that most small businesses do not uh, invest in PR. Yet, uh, PR has, in, in my view, the greatest. Uh, opportunity to re- return a, a dollars a dollars in sales to dollars spent. Uh, what what questions did you ask, and did you attack any of these issues? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we did, Don. And what we did was we asked them to identify the marketing tools, and marketing and PR went together. What tools are your business is your business using? And we discovered that most of them are using these online marketing tools like content marketing and email. But we still have 44% using these old-school PR tools like media relations and special events. And you know what? I firmly believe that there is still a place for these old-school tools in small business, because like you're right, they are absolutely still effective. Um, you know, if you can working with news media, if you can get your local newspaper or your local television station to run a story about you, that is worth so much more than paying to run an ad, because it you know you get so many benefits from that. But you know you have to supplement it with the online tactics as well. But, yes, absolutely. I mean, I am a firm believer in, you know, you want to get your business known, go out and do lunch and learn lessons. You know, go to your chamber of commerce and speak for 20 minutes and talk about your business, talk about your expertise in that area. These are all very low-cost tactics with great rewards. 
So, you know, we still I, see that, and that's encouraging. I agree with you. Going, Kim, you're on a real roll, so keep going. <laughs> All right, great. Um, you know, but the other things when we were asking about marketing as well, you know, we did get into this, hey, are you using these old school tactics? And they are. We were asking also everyone in, you know, we keep hearing you've got to go to social media. Social media is where you reach your customers. Well, yes and no. You have to do social media correctly. And we were asking people, okay, what are you using social media for? Well, overwhelmingly we found out that small businesses are promoting their products on social media and they're trying to gain likes and fans. And we kind of need to take a step back from that because social media was never meant to be an advertising platform. And that if you are using, let's say you're using Facebook and you're writing about your products and giving a price on there, your people are going to tune that out because they don't go to Facebook to learn about, to learn about buying something. They go there for the relationship. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of small businesses are using social media incorrectly. You know, you build that relationship with your customers first, and then, you know, you work in the soft sell techniques. Um, but we saw Facebook use actually drop this year. Uh, it dropped about 9 percentage points. Now, still, Facebook is the overwhelmingly used platform, but small businesses aren't using it as often. And there's, you know, I think small businesses have figured out that Facebook reach is just not as good as what we were promised. When Facebook first came out and, you know, they told us, hey, get all your business likes and, you know, get people to follow your page and then they'll see everything you post. Well, now that Facebook has grown so much, and we see this with Instagram and the other apps as well, in reality, about 3% of your fans are seeing what you post on Facebook. And that's because of their algorithms, and you know, Facebook algorithms are picking what they should see. So you know, okay. we, we're seeing a little bit of dial back on that. Wow. Yeah, Don, what's that? This is all good information. Someone else even just emailed me and said, uh, will you repeat how you can get the study? How we did? Oh, yes. Please go to our website at wasparcode.com, S-M-B, report, uh, backslash S-M-B, report, small, medium business report. Okay. Please continue. Uh, you're fascinating me, and I know you're fascinating the audience um, because I'm getting all of these um, emails. Oh, cool. I'm, well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you know, it's, it, so we looked at this, this social media side, and, Don, there is a growing area in social media that small businesses are not utilizing, and it's the video social media. We have these all these new apps like uh, Meerkat and Periscope that do live video streaming. YouTube has been around. It's one of the oldest social media platforms out there, and yet very few small businesses are using it. And, you know, at Wasp Barcode, I mean, we use it. We have training um, videos available for customers on YouTube. Uh, I've seen a lot of small businesses, especially if you're a startup, periscoping and getting people to follow them on Periscope, you know, showing, demonstrating how to use their products. 
um, doing questions and answers with these live streaming. I mean, these are great opportunities to get your business out there. And again, they're, they're so inexpensive to use. You know, I think small businesses get caught up in, well, we can't afford to make a video. You know, how are we going to pay for that? You know, if you've got, there's so many great software programs that you can do it yourself. Even recording something from your cell phone and saving it, that works as well, too. You don't have to have these extraordinary production values. If the content is good and people like what they see, they're going to keep coming back. So, you know, we see that hope in in small in social media use. But, you know, we also see an increase in the use of um, Instagram, which is great because Instagram is such a visual medium. And if you've got products that you're trying to sell to people, having photos of those products is very, very powerful. We're seeing uh, Pinterest rise. If you're trying to market to women, uh, Pinterest has got the women's market down to a science. And, you know, using Pinterest, Twitter use is also increasing. Now, Don, I think anybody over 30 gets intimidated by Twitter. And, you know, and rightfully so because it moves very fast. But if you are trying to reach that young adult audience, you've got to be on Twitter and you've got to be using Twitter. Um, so, you know, we're seeing these changes. You know, we ask small businesses, what other tools are you using? A lot of them are using email marketing, which is brilliant. And we want to encourage small businesses to keep doing that. Because when you collect those email addresses, you have direct access to your customers. The email goes directly from you to them. And unlike Facebook, you know, Facebook decides what they're going to see. Email doesn't do that. We also had a lot of small businesses, we asked questions about their website because we feel like a website is a very important marketing tool in small business, and we want to see how people are using it. Well, when we asked people, okay, what do you have on your website for your customers? One of the th when we have to look at websites, we have to think about why do people come to a business website? I mean, Don, if, you're t if you want to look up something online, and you're going to go to that company's website, what are you going there to check out? Oh. You're going go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll somewhat go ahead. I'd like your answer. <laughs> well, I mean, the main reason people go to websites is because they want information. The second right. reason that people will go to a business website is to apply for a job. Um, the third thing is to contact them to learn about customer service. Well, when we asked them, all right, what are you using your website for, we had more than 60% say, hey, we've got information about our products and services on our website, which is great. You have to have that. That's wonderful. But half of them don't have contact information on their website. They don't have their address. They don't have their phone number. You're you know, right. You You're absolutely right. You know, it's like, okay, guys, we can fix this really quickly. Um, but yes, only a third of them have employment information on their website. Yes. And give people the opportunity to apply, you know, apply for jobs. Well, maybe one of the reasons we're having a problem hiring people is because people don't know how to apply with us. Um, so, you know, we see that with the websites coming up. 
And then I think we had like maybe it was slightly less than half of them gave their customers the opportunity to call them or contact them about customer service. And when we look at these online tools, social media and websites are so powerful for customer service tools. And small, as small businesses, we need to make that available to our customers so that they can reach us, so that they can give us the feedback. You know, when we talk about marketing and PR, Don, PR is not one-way communication, meaning the business, you don't get up there in your business and just send that message out. PR is also about listening and responding. And as small business people, we have to listen and respond to what our customers are telling us. So our websites have to have a mechanism to collect that customer feedback so that they can reach us. Um, so, you know, we looked at that, and that was really interesting. And if you follow WASP Barcode, we have a blog where we have a lot of tips on how you can use these marketing tools, you know, improve your website, improve your social media outreach. And we give you a lot of hands-on tips on how to do that. We also write for Forbes, and we include a lot of articles on exactly how to do that. In Forbes, Kim, can I interrupt you? What does sure. WASP barcode do? You haven't told us what the company does. We are a provider of small business solutions for inventory management, asset management, and time and attendance systems. What does that mean? Well, let's say you've got a warehouse or you've got a product, and let's talk about inventory management for a second, and you need to keep up where, with where everything is. Well, a lot of people will just say, oh, we'll just include this all in an Excel document. Well, that works to a point. But what WASP does is we sell barcode scanners and we sell the barcode software that people can just stick a label on something, you scan it, and you can keep up with where everything is the entire process from the time that you receive it as a raw material to the time that you send it out as a finished product to the customer. So okay. we, we provide those tools for businesses. We also provide asset management, um, which is basically keeping up with your assets, knowing where they are at all times. Um, our software works in the value. You know, any, we're getting ready to hit tax season, and anytime you buy a new computer, you know, the IRS things, how you have to, to work off the costs on that, and it's worth so much each year. Our software mm -hmm. keeps up with all that for you in addition right. to the barcoding technology. And then we also have time and attendance systems where you can, you know, employees can clock in. It keeps up with their hours for them. You know where people are. That's, the, that's our primary business area. So we have those mm -hmm. softwares and the solutions and the equipment to help small businesses manage that stuff. When you say small business... Uh, because people like Walmart have these big, uh, big systems. Yours is a smaller system that, that can fit in, into the cloud or their own uh, computers. Am I uh, hearing you correctly? Well, we have the small systems, but we also have the large systems as well, and we can scale them for you. Mm. Um, and, and we are launching a new cloud program. I believe that's going to be coming out in March. But, yeah, I mean, we have the systems and the solutions that can work for any size business. And I think well, what, let me you know, ask when, 
Yeah, go ahead, Don. I'm sorry. Let, let, oh, sorry to interrupt you, but let me ask you. Did you ask any questions about cloud, about the cloud? We did ask questions about cloud. And, you know, a lot of people, this is a new technology for a lot of folks. And um, we were asking, you know, do you use these cloud-based systems and these programs and software? We've discovered that it's about half of the businesses that are doing this. The larger the business, the more they're using this cloud-based software. I think there's a lot of room for education on cloud software because I think we, you know, as a small business owner, we want to have all this information on our survey, on our, on our servers, and we want to be able to access it instantly. You can still do that with a cloud, but I think there's, there's still a little bit of distrust about cloud security out there. And, you know, is, is this information going to be available when I need it? Yes, it's going to be out there, and this information is secure, but we're just we're moving – I think we're seeing a movement in small businesses that they're just starting to adopt this technology. So, yeah, we're about halfway there right now with people using this cloud-based. They say, you know, half of small businesses are using this cloud-based stuff. They're using these online programs rather than having them directly on their servers. And I, I, I really see that growing in the future. Uh, how many people participated in your survey? We had 1,102 small business owners and small business executives. We wanted the most senior people. And how did you conduct the survey, by mail or by uh, 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 well, on the Internet? Did, how did, yeah, we actually we did it online. Uh, we worked with SurveyMonkey, and they helped us um, develop a pool. It's a random sample, and, you know, if, if – I recommend doing a survey for any small business to get to know your market, to get to know your customers. And what we did was they helped us. They hosted um, the survey, and they kind of they have a, a service where they have a groups that they can target. And so they specifically targeted small businesses for us. We were interested in U.S.-based small businesses. Uh, we wanted those people that were in positions of leadership. And so, you know, they helped us with the sample. Uh, it took about a week to collect all the responses. And, um, you know, the neat thing about SurveyMonkey is that, and, it, and it's a free tool. We used a professional version, but for any small business, SurveyMonkey is a free tool that you can use to set up these surveys. And they can help you draft the survey questions so that you're really you're getting rid of bias. If, you know, as any small business owner, check out SurveyMonkey.com, and they can they have a bank of questions that can help you, you know, develop these surveys so that you can use them yourself. And also, they have analytics where they'll collect that data for you, and you can look to see how that plays out. Now, with a survey as big as we di we did, we did use a, a professional statistician an analyst to go through our data to make sure that we were statistically significant. And what that means basically with confidence level is that the type of survey we did, we can generalize to a, a, a much larger audience. Well, um, and, you know, that's, that's a bunch of math we, and statistics stuff, but... 
No, we were there. You, you did it right, right. We at ISI would do the same thing. It's ironic. We, uh, our survey is, is usually about 1,100 uh, small businesses from our database. So mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, it's statistically significant. And you, and you demonstrated to me that you have a very viable service. Um, uh, in fact, so much so that I, I'm just going to make you the uh, sole uh, 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 person on, on this uh, program so people can uh, uh, really <laughs> dig into this. Uh, if you have time, we're going to go another f- four or five minutes so sure. that uh, I can close out the program. Well, sure. So, so what else did you – and you can put it up on your site if you want – um, so people can uh, l- listen to summation if you if you want. But, oh, uh, that would be outstanding. Yeah, I would appreciate that. Well, Don, I mean, the neat thing about this survey is that we were able to do some deep dives in information. And you know, one thing that we hadn't talked about, we had talked, we asked small businesses about what are your plans for hiring, how are you handling your staffing, and this is something that was reassuring is that this year 50% of small businesses said they plan to hire. That's an increase over 2015. And, you know, yes, we know that hiring is going to be a challenge for us, but people are looking to hire. So that that bodes very well for growth. Um, When we were asking, you know, what positions are you hiring, what positions do you farm out, I think all of us know as small business owners and small business professionals, when you're first starting out, you can't afford to hire every single position that you need. And there's some things that you need to outsource, um, use contractors or outsource firms with. And we were asking people, okay, what do you outsource as a small business? The number one thing people outsourced was graphic design and web design. And there are some great contractors out there that can do these services for you. The other thing that people outsource a lot is tax prep, and I don't blame them. You know, I don't want to be responsible for that. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, okay, small, you know, we're looking at small businesses and seeing what we're outsourcing, you know, and I think small business owners have it right. You know, they're sticking to their core competencies and they're bringing in outside help when they need it. Mm -hmm. I think that we're seeing that there is this optimism for growth, that they do want to hire, you know, and there's some barriers to that. But I think as we move along, you know, I've talked to so many people that are, are looking for work in the labor force, and we have a lot of baby boomers and a lot of Gen Xers that are out there. And, you know, for the audience's sake, uh, Gen X and Baby Boom, we're talking about people that are, you know, in their 40s on up and that are looking for work and, you know, small businesses say, okay, well, we're not finding qualified people. Well, it might be time for us to kind of look and say, okay, well, how can we train people to do what we need? Um, You know, we're looking for people with these work ethics, and it's so incredibly expensive to hire and train an employee that we want to keep the ones that we have. So it's time for us to look into retention and training and, you know, making sure we're making the most of the people that we have. And, you know, there's just 
when we look at all these small business surveys that are out there, you know, we have the big boys doing their surveys. I want to encourage everyone in the small business sector, check out these things and, you know, kind of benchmark with your own business to see, you know, okay, this is what the survey said. How does this apply to us? What can we do with this data to help us? And to do that deep dive and planning, um, you know, especially with your marketing, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Don't be afraid to do some advertising every once in a while. You know, look into some of this best practice stuff. And there's some really good resources for small businesses out there in terms of marketing, um, you know, and learning how to do these things. Look at, read some, read some of the columns in business to community. Look at Forbes in their entrepreneur section. Inc. has got great stuff. Um, entrepreneur has great stuff. There's a lot of stuff at your local colleges. I mean, Don, you and I have this affinity for higher education. There's community education classes out there. You know, just take a weekend marketing class and learn a little bit about these systems and get comfortable with it. And don't be afraid to try. You know, I think that's very intimidating for a lot of small businesses. Like, well, what if I fail? Well, it's okay to fail on the free stuff. You know, go ahead and learn and try. Um, talk to people out there. Talk to other small businesses and find out, hey, what's working for you? What's not working? And do that benchmarking. And, you know, one of the really exciting things about this survey, and you can get the results at our website, which is wasparcode.com backslash SMB report, is that you can use this data and you can bring this into your own small business and you can use this to your advantage. I mean, we, as a small business, we want to support other small businesses. And, you know, I think for so long, so many small businesses have seen other people as competitors and adversaries, and really we should be working together and learning from each other. I heartily agree. Uh, Kim, I really want to thank you for being with us. You've made this program very, very uh, interesting, far more interesting than some of our other programs. And <laughs> I want to th thank you, Don. I appreciate that. It's, it's it's a passionate topic, and you know what? I think both you and I, and everyone listening, we want to help each other. Absolutely. And this is a good way to do and, it. Absolutely, and. Uh, uh, I want to thank you. Uh, say one more time how you can get the survey. Yeah, absolutely. Please go to our website, which is WASP, W-A-S-P, barcode, B-A-R-C-O-D-E, dot com, backslash, you can, uh, S-M-B, report, or you can also do backslash small business report. Uh, we just came out um, just earlier this week, so there's a lot of good data. And uh, if you go to that site, you can ask to download um, more information, more details, and we'll be glad to provide it for you. Thank you. And uh, Kim, come again. We, we, uh, Thank you, Don. I appreciate you, it. You. I would love to. Thank, have a good day. All right. Thank you, Thank Don. Thank you for you listening too. tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience add profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week 
with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you would like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net.